my name is Taylor DeSormo, the sports editor at Central Michigan Life. I'm here with Andrew Serma, assistant sports editor who has a haircut. I got my ears lowered. You got his ear, or that, one of the two. Today we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Chippies, which if you have no ideas what the Chippy, no idea what the Chippies is, you're about to know. Um, if you've ever heard of the ESPYs, um, it's ESPN's award show, kind of like the Emmys or the Oscars or whatever it is. CMU's version of that is the Chippies, so they have uh, 10 or 12 different um, subcategories. we got Male Athlete of the Year, Female Athlete of the Year, all these different things. Um, and fans can vote on them on the Chippies Twitter page. Um, and then the winner, um, they are announced by Special Olympics athletes yeah. at this coming Sunday, actually. Um, I think that's April 17th. And I think the donations, uh, I think it said, what is it, $2 or $5 buy-in to yep. the event, and all that goes to Special Olympics Michigan. Yes, and they've actually raised, I think a year or two ago they did it, they raised more than $7,000. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a very big fundraiser for Special Olympics, too. So what we're going to be doing today, this is kind of like, uh, maroon and bold, the Chippies edition. Yes, it is. Um, so Sermon and I are going to be going through these categories. Um, I don't know if you know, Sermon enough about the fan of the year or professor of the year. No, uh, fan of the year a little bit. Maybe a little I've bit. seen them around. Professor of the year, that's, I have no idea. So those will be tough ones, but we're going to go through the other categories and kind of uh, look at who the candidates are and then just kind of go from there and see, see who you got. So um, just to read off the, ca- the um, not the candidates, but the different categories. So we have male athlete of the year. Female Athlete of the Year, Breakthrough Athlete of the Year, Best Championship Performance, Freshman of the Year, Best Game, Best Play, Best Team, Coach of the Year, Assistant Coach of the Year, and then the two we mentioned, Professor of the Year and Fan of the Year. Mm. So now keep in mind, the, the voting's a little fun- funky on these. So the last time they did this award ceremony was in the fall of 2014. So these awards are actually going to be from the spring sports from last year and the fall and winter sports from this year. So the baseball and softball and whatever's happened so far this semester, that's not part of these awards. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with last year, that's when the baseball and softball from 2015 will be counted. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind when you're going through your votes. So starting with the Male Athlete of the Year, um, I'm going to read you the five nomination sermon. I want to hear what you think. we got Chris Fowler, men's basketball, Pat McKenzie from the, the baseball team, Mike Ottinger from wrestling, Cooper Rush from football, and Cole Walderzak from men's track and field. Who jumps out for you, Serma? I got my dot, Mike Ottinger. Mike Ottinger. No doubt. Uh, obviously, I, there's Cooper Rush, his father, who are probably a lot of people's favorites just by the name. Fowler, uh, I didn't think had that great of a senior season. Cooper, they, they had, he had a good season, um, but I, if, I was able to watch Mike wrestle this season, and uh, I can't remember his final record, but he was – one of the best wrestlers in the country, um, and definitely one of the best 174 pounders in the MAC. So I, I go him. What about what about what do you got? All right, so I'm gonna try and convince you why Cooper Rush is the male okay, athlete of the okay, year. So okay, let's hear it. I know it seems kind of like a, a cheap one, like Cooper Rush. Oh, just take the quarterback. But if you look at his numbers, they actually rank at the top of the country in many of the different categories. Which the other wrestlers, there maybe the wrestlers or the different candidates um, are at the top of the MAC, but Cooper's mm-hmm. at the top of the country. So he is 14th in passing yards. 26th um, with 25 touchdowns. Um, he had 24.92 completions per game, which was 7th in the country. Um, 15th in completion percentage with nearly two-thirds of his passes being completed. I could go on and on. So How many I'll, overall attempts does he have? Um, I He had a and lot of attempts, too. Because I know that the running game towards the end mm-hmm. of the year, was a lot of it was passing game. Definitely. So, not, so that does help with the completions and yeah. stuff like that. But then again, I think of it as, all right, 
teams knew that Cooper Rush was going to be passing. They they yeah. knew they weren't going to stack the box because CMU couldn't was really struggling with the running game. So it really put the whole offense on Cooper's shoulders, and they went seven and six. And I thought he did a solid job, and I think he's probably the male athlete of the year for CMU. If they won the bowl game, he's he's a shoe, no doubt. Okay, but without that bowl win, I think some other you know, like I said, Mike Cotton could come in. Uh, even Fowler, maybe. Uh, I, I think I think it'll probably go Ottinger, Rush, Fowler. Okay. All right, so male, that's male athlete of the year. Female athlete of the year. We got Taylor Bolander from gymnastics, Devine Brown from women's track and field, mm-hmm. Casey Gregory from field hockey, Tanar Moore from women's basketball, and Caitlin Rentschler from softball. That's a tough one. Rentschler had a pretty good year. Yeah, I, I think she had 10 home runs last year. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I have to go more, though. Tanar Moore? I have to go Tanar Moore. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Why, why do you go with Tanar? I mean, I think she had, like, what, over over at least 14 double-doubles this season. 17. 17 She's total double-doubles. She's a sophomore. Yeah. Um, she led the team to a, you know, unfortunately, they, they pretty close loss in the MAC championship game in the tournament. But she led this team to a, a MAC West championship this season, and uh, she's going to be here for two more years to come. So, yeah. Definitely. I think Tanara Moore, I think I have a bigger argument for the following category. I don't know if you could vote for the same person twice, but I did. Right. kind of break the drama here. I voted for Tanara Moore also for the Breakthrough Athlete of the Year. The different. Um, I did too. So we have Jordan Buter, Jordan Ellingwood, Abby Kelto, and Tanara Moore for that one. So you also had more for that one too? Yeah, I had Tanara for that one too. Because, um, obviously, because I never heard of I mean, I, I knew of her, but she was just, her numbers are significantly better from, from last year. Yeah, um, I think she averaged like two and three points and rebounds per game last year. Yeah. She only played in 21 games and only started six or nine. Mm-hmm. This year it was just a complete turnaround. If you look at those other athletes on the um, on the ballot for Breakthrough Athlete of the Year, they had a really good year as well. But last mm-hmm. year, their first year or, or their previous year wasn't terrible. It wasn't um, – they were still contributors. Where Tanara Moore really came out of the woodwork, and I thought yeah. um, was something that this team didn't expect to have. Um, so I think that's why I have her as Breakthrough Athlete of the Year, too. Definitely. Best Championship Performance is the next one. So we got Jordan Ellingwood. Was that the MAC Championships? Yeah, it was MAC Championships. And, um, Megan Lampier and Brittany Kaplan both won the, I believe it was um, it was the MAC Championships for gymnastics. Tanara Moore again on, um, for, they won, what, they won the MAC West, right? Yeah. And then Justin Oliver going to the NCAA yeah. um, wrestling tournament and becoming an All-American. This one's tough. This is a, a, a tough category. Well, all winter sports here. I thought it was interesting. All winter sports. Oliver. Um, Oliver really didn't. He didn't technically win a championship at all this year. So I don't know how he's qualified. Uh, he went pretty far in the NCAA's, which was good. Mm-hmm. And I think he finished second at the MAC uh, tournament, but he didn't win a championship. So I'm not sure. Ellingwood had a pretty good tournament um, championship game. It w- wasn't necessarily the closest match. He he won uh, I think by a couple points. Um, so I, I don't really know this one. I guess I would have to say Ellingwood just because I'm familiar with it. Okay. What about yourself? I actually went with Oliver. And I, really? And it is kind of a technicality that he didn't he didn't win a championship. No. But he is an All-American. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only All-American. He's really the only CMU athlete that did anything beyond any MAC championships yeah. this year, it seems like. Um, with, with Oliver, I think um, – I'd, it's kind of like when we were talking about the NCAA tournament a couple weeks ago. Would you rather make the tournament, lose the first round, or win the NIT? It's like, all right, 
going to the NCAAs and doing well, that's the next step up from the MAC. And even though he didn't win, I think a seventh place in the country is more uh-huh. impressive than a MAC championship sometimes. I don't get why he's not in breakthrough athlete of the year because he wasn't even a starter at the start of the season. He was sitting behind Heffernan at mm-hmm. uh, the 149 position. I see a lot of similarities between Ellingwood and Hef- and I'm sorry, and Oliver. Yeah. Both of them really kind of came out of nowhere. They weren't the favorites on CMU, and no. they both were probably the two most impressive athletes come the end of the year. No doubt. Next up is freshman of the year. So when I look at this category, I actually get pretty excited um, for, for CMU fans because you have this is a loaded one. There's some good freshmen. That's that's encouraging. So you yeah. had Sarah Hansen from softball, Presley Hudson from women's basketball, Zach McKinstry for baseball, Justin Oliver, like we just mentioned, from wrestling, Romello Ross from football, and Lorenzo Wells from men's track and field. I have to go with Presley Hudson. Hudson. I mean, she won MAC freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's pretty good on the, on the resume right there. Uh, McKintry might have an argument. Yep. I'm not sure who, who you had. I was looking at both of those. Um, I had Presley Hudson actually as my runner-up. Um, I ended up going with freshman Casey Janowitz from the gymnastics oh. team. So, um, honestly, I think I could argue that Janowitz was maybe the most valuable player Wait, on her for, whole team. I'm, I'm sorry, for freshman of the year? Yeah. Are you uh, writing that one in? Uh, maybe we – did we miss one? I don't see Janowitz on mine. Interesting. On, well, this, this, this is what I, I have the paper out. All right, hold on. Let's, let's go to the uh, – the Twitter and see if maybe we yeah. miss one in our in our story here. By the way, the complete list for the Chippy Awards, uh, the nominees is in today's issue of CM Life, and you can find it on cm-life.com. Yes, and uh, you can also vote online. This, this is an open voting, so you yep. can go. So you, to, we're not the only ones that are voting on this, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you can, uh, if you go to at Chippy's 2016, that's where you can vote. Yep. On, um, on their, their Twitter page. Yes. So freshman of the year. Yep, we must have missed one here. Nah. So um, yep. Error. So add that in there on your ballot, folks. Uh, we forgot about Casey Janowitz for freshman of the year. Our apologies on that one. Um, but, yeah, I would. I don't know if that changes your vote at all, Sermon, but um, I think Presley Hudson's still a pretty good choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm set on Presley. She had a, a heck of a year. A lot of game winners, too. But, anyways, the reason I went with Janowitz, um, she had at least a 9.875 in all four events. She was really one of the only Chippewas that participated on all four. A lot of them set, like, focused on one or two, maybe three but Janowitz, coming in as a freshman from Bay City, did everything. Yeah. And she did everything well. I think there was one meet where she had two nine nines on two separate events. And uh, nine nines are pretty rare in gymnastics. Um, you only get a couple of those a season. So for her to do that as a freshman mm-hmm. and um, even kind of work through some injuries at the end of the year, which affected her performance, I thought that was really impressive. And I think that she's going to be kind of the centerpiece of this team moving forward. And she's only a freshman. Now, I think you could say the same with Presley. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, with everyone on this list, these, these guys are going to be, if they don't win the freshman of the year, you're going to see their name on the Chippies Awards nominees list for years to come. Yeah, know? definitely. So, um, And then also you got Romello Ross, who kind of broke right. through at the end of the year for the football team. Yeah. And I think we actually have a feature story coming out about him on Thursday in the paper. So that's going to be a really cool one, just seeing yeah. how he's really worked his way up to his position where he is today. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is best game. So we got – I'm just going to read it right out the Chippies ballot, so let me know if I'm missing any. Yeah, definitely. So we got field hockey versus Missouri State. It was one of their victories. Uh, football versus Buffalo, blowout. Uh, women's basketball versus Bowling Green when Presley Hudson made a layup as mm. time expired to win the whole thing. Yeah, wrestling versus Ohio, where it came down to a tiebreaker at the very end. Mm-hmm. Soccer versus Miami, I can't tell you exactly what happened to that one. Same with the uh, golf at Redbird Classic. But the baseball versus Michigan State at Classic America, I can tell you a lot about. I'm sure I know your pick. Uh, if you want to start with, with uh, the Classic America, you go ahead. Yep, I'm, 
I'm really partial to that clash at Comerica, not just because I was there, but just because of the emotions, because it was Comerica Park, because they beat yeah. Michigan State, because it was a, a really a rally that you dream about. I'm not even, I didn't even play high school baseball, and sometimes I, I dream about being up there in the bottom of the ninth and getting, I think they scored six runs in the bottom of the ninth yep. to, to beat Michigan State at Comerica Park with awesome. Um, that's what you dream about, especially um, for, for Chippewa. So I think that was had to be the best game. It was definitely the best comeback in any single game. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a different pick? I, I'm the same. I'm biased for the women's basketball versus Bowling Green. That's another, that pre- a good one. That's another Presley Hudson game winner. At, and I think she had, a, she had a couple when they had a streak of going, I think, 8-0 or something along mm-hmm. those lines. But uh, I, it is cl- Clash at Comerica. I think that one's going to win for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, next up, we got best play. So the candidates for best play are as follows. We got men's track and field, the 4x400 relay at the NCAA Regionals. Women's basketball, the one we were just talking mm-hmm. about, Presley Hudson, the buzzer beater versus Bowling Green. Uh, football, you got Cooper Rush to Ben McCord, a late touchdown with, I think, seven seconds left or so. Uh, I forget the exact number. Um, in the Syracuse game. To tie the game. Then we got wrestling. Jordan Ellingwood's takedown with seven seconds to go in the max semis. Morgan Oliver's game winner in the Clash of America. Kaylin Corti's overtime goal versus Bowling Green for soccer. Softball, Caitlin Rensler has a walk-off home run versus Eastern Michigan. And then field hockey, Maude Stollers had three line saves versus Miami. What do you think? Wow, that's a tough one. This is probably the hardest one. Um, last year it would have been a lot easier when you got the whole Cooper Rush Bahamas Bowl deal. Yeah, that one I think... Almost won an SB. That might be the best play ever. Yeah, in that, that was that was pretty wild. Um, a I don't know more competition this year. I don't know if the Ben McCord one quite lives up, but it's it's hard to judge off last year's football play. Um, I was at, like I said, I was at the Presley Hudson game winner. That was a pretty impressive play, but the stage wasn't quite like Morgan Oliver's game winning hit. The, that the stage there is just, I mean, you, you already kind of said it. It's it's pretty, re- it's kind of something you dream about. You know, mm-hmm. ninth inning, Michigan State. Your your in-state rival, um, I th- I think I have to go with that play. Morgan Oliver's base hit. Okay, so I feel like w- what are the things you take into consideration for like rating best play? Because I feel like there's a lot yeah. of different things that people look at. I think I have to definitely stage the implication of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just obviously the the athletic ability that was displayed in the play. Yeah. Um, Morgan Oliver's base hit was pretty good. Presty Hudson's. Uh, you know, game-winning layup was pretty dang athletic. It was a scoop and score. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know though. That's so, tough. so you got the clutch part. So like, yeah, clutch, when it was clutch is the most important. It's huge, and I think that's what gets you on the list. And then mm-hmm. I think also another one, just like like you were saying, athletic ability. How impressive was the play itself? If it wouldn't have meant anything, would it have still been a play that people remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, in the so highlight reels, but that's the thing that kind of took me away from Preston Hudson's. While it was impressive and it was at clutch time, right. It didn't wasn't a whole lot different from a lot of the other layups she has. What I liked about the Cooper rush to Ben McCord pass at Syracuse, not only was it in the final seconds to tie the game, I think it was a 30 or 40 yard touchdown pass, but it, you could actually see we have photos of the progression of the catch in, in my column um, about all these picks that I'm making here on cm-life.com. But you can see Ben McCord, he had to leap up, grab this ball, come down. I think there was three or four Syracuse Orange defenders just trying to wrestle that ball away mm-hmm. from him. They knew that this was the game on the line. And Big Ben McCord, for his 10th catch and 100th yard of the day, he rings in this football to tie the game on the road against an ACC opponent in a loud dome where they thought they had won. 
I thought it was a pretty crazy catch. Well, what was the final score of that game? So it ended up, the, the thing is, Seam, you did lose. They mm. went to overtime. Mm. They got tisk, all the way down tisk, to the one. Taylor. They got down to the one-yard line and then lost it. Um, I think they had a field goal, and then Syracuse ended up getting a touchdown. So that was that's probably the biggest reason tisk. thing against this play because they ended up not winning. But, again, the Bahamas Bowl, did CMU win that game? That's true, too. But that play was, I mean, come on. That yeah. play was absolutely ridiculous. And I think the Bahamas one is almost more luck. Yeah. This, yeah. this totally. one here with, from Rush to McCord was about precision. It was about getting the right amount of time. It was about catching this ball. I think that that was probably the most impressive. Now, if there had been something really crazy where it also the team won, I think I could see your argument there. But I think this is maybe one of the most athletic plays. And just going to overtime and being able to force overtime against an ACC opponent in a clutch moment like this, I thought was pretty big for Cooper Rush and the team's confidence. Sleeper Jordan Ellingwood's takedown with seven seconds left. You were in there, the, right? In the MAC, not the semifinal. I was okay. just there at the finals. Have you seen any video or anything? Um, I actually have not, but I can imagine what that's like yeah. if you've ever been in a wrestling meet. Because sh- he was losing, right? Yeah, yeah, he was down. He needed uh, a takedown, which is... Um, uh, that basically two. wins it for you, right? Right, right. And then he got it with seven seconds so left. It's one of the... You just... And then he won the MAC championship. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's the clutchest thing. It's what catapulted him into the MAC championship. And I want to say that it was against number six rank uh, member of the Missouri Tigers, who as a team ended up going on to win the MAC championship wow. and pretty dang far in the NCAAs. That's cool. All right, so next up we got best team. So we have baseball, men's basketball, women's basketball, and wrestling. So remember, these are the wrestling and men's and women's basketball teams from this year. Right. Baseball from last spring. That was a good baseball team. It was. They won the MAC regular season championship and yeah. then lost in the first and second round of the tournament. Hmm. Which, honestly, I wanted to pick the baseball team because they're the only team that won the MAC regular season. But because of the way they just really fell apart in the championship, I think that's why I had to go against them. Right. Now, when we say team, are we saying team play or just the overall record that they finished with? Um, just the best team. What is the CMU's best team right now? The, the team that played the most like a team all season long that was the reason why they, they had such a good overall record was women's basketball team. There was no flat-out superstar on that team. Okay. Um, everyone kind of got theirs on any given night, really. It just depends. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Like right. best like come like group effort? Right, yeah. They came together the okay. most. Um, and I think that's what makes them the best team overall Same. Same. in terms of like wins and whatnot. Um, I went with the women's basketball team as well just because they won the MAC West. They were second in the MAC. They came second short. If they would have made a shot at the end, the end of regulation in the MAC championship game, they're going dancing in yeah. March. That's how close they were. None of the other teams really made it that close. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty – I mean, I, that one's a pretty easy one for me, honestly. Eh, baseball might slide in there, but we'll see. Yeah, that one's the runner up there. Next up is Coach of the Year. And this one might draw some debate. So the coaches coach. are John Bonamigo. He's our football coach, if you didn't know. Uh, Keno Davis, men's basketball. Sue Guevara, women's basketball. And Steve Jackson, baseball. Tough. So a lot of the high-profile ones. But which one do you think comes home with the Coach of the Year award in your book? Hmm. I'm looking at two turnaround jobs. I'm looking at Bonamigo's job with football and then Sue's job with basketball. Okay. Sue lost Bradford. Um, she lost a couple other 1,000-point and 1,000-rebound scores. Um, it has a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, and she coached that team to what you just said, all those accolades of the MAC championship Yep. Um, and so on. That's pretty impressive. She won uh, MAC Coach of the Year this year. Helps. 
that helps. But John Bonamico's job with the football team, what he did in his first season with the handful of adversity he had with whether it be from Derek Nash's passing away or his uh, um, tonsil cancer mm-hmm. towards uh, the summer months, um, and came out with a 7-5 and five team regular season, 7-6, and six, losing the bowl game, a close bowl game, um, re-energized the fan base uh, in what we haven't really seen in the previous uh, regime with Enos. Um, that's tough. I think if... like. Like I said with Cooper, if he, they won that bowl game, then maybe they have more of an argument. Okay. They, so you're going with Sue? Going with Sue, I think. Okay. The whole time I thought I was going to go with Sue. She right. has all the accolades. She, she, Like you said, no Bradford, and she took him mm. all to the MAC championship game. Also off the court, some recruiting stuff. She brought in some um, some of the Michigan's best high school players. Mm. She turned Tanara Moore and Raina Frost. Um, the, the development that she was able to have with yep. these young players. Yep was really special, and, and it seems like she's the shoe-in. And then I just look at Coach Bonamigo, mm. and there's just something. On the field, they had the same record as last year, the same bowl result, which is with a loss. They really didn't turn around the team in terms of wins and losses last year, so that's that made me want to go like, all right, I probably shouldn't go with Bonamigo. But when I you know, I have no time to even look at his recruiting skills either just because it's, it's so early in his, mm-hmm. his career. But I couldn't vote against Coach Bono because when you look at how he's invigorated this maroon and gold fan base, oh. he won the Mac West, and he beat cancer. He's answered the tough questions. He eats pizza with average students. He doesn't make excuses. I think his coaching worth goes beyond the stat sheet. What are you proposing? So I'm thinking that Coach Bonamigo deserves a chippy. After all that he's went through no, off no, the not, field. No, no, not what are you proposing. I'm asking when are you proposing to Bono. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I, I'm, I'm just, just saying he didn't do the, the wins and losses, like we said. Uh-huh. Um, he needs to do that down the line. But I think just all the adversity he went through and how he's really able to connect with fans, I think that's no a doubt. huge part no of the doubt. football program. You, you have to be able to connect with alumni and with students and whatnot because if you're winning a ton of games but no one's going to your games and no one cares at all, it's not the same. No I, no, I agree. He's definitely the most perfect guy for this job right now, and he's definitely reinvigorated uh, the whole entire community fan base. And what's going on right now, he's got uh, his uh, face all over the, the he place. He does. For, uh, take a picture with it. You get to go to the spring game, which is April 16th, yeah, by be the a, way. Is a guest coach or something? Guest or something? coach. Yeah, yeah so, guest coach. I mean, just just stuff like that. I mean, his definitely. his team didn't wasn't the best team. We said the women's basketball was. Um, Sue definitely did an awesome job, and she deserves some recognition for that. Mm-hmm. But I think all the bottom ego, um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, honestly, in this first year. True. I wasn't expecting what happened. I thought... And the first time they said his name, it was, he was hired. Who? I'm like, who's John Bonham? Who like, what? Well, just some guy who couldn't get the job the first two times around. <laughs> All these different things. He's a special teams coordinator. What yeah. is that garbage? And then the way that he's – I think he's got a hold of the fan base, and I think that's a good sign for years to come. Definitely. I agree. So last one, assistant coach of the year. So we Ben got, Bennett. Done. Doesn't even matter what the, the, ben the people are. So we got Ben Bennett, like you said, Greg Colby. Heather Osterley, John Ridgway, and Mose Risen. So those are the five, um, wrestling, football, women's basketball, track and field, and football. Um, so you're pretty quick to go to Ben Bennett. Ben Bennett. Why? I watched him coach Jordan Ellingwood. Ben Bennett was, a, uh, I want to say, a two-time 184-pound champion at CMU. And a two-time 174, I think. And then a two-time 174 uh, MAC champion. But he took Jordan Ellingwood under his wing, coached him up, Took him, uh, had him come 
extra practice before classes. Like cardio stuff, do right? cardio stuff because he noticed that it just wasn't good enough, uh, you know, physically yet. Coached him up, and Ellingwood finds himself into a MAC championship, po- uh, you know, top of the podium. Mm-hmm. That's that is what coaching is all about: taking someone under your wing, developing him, staying with him day in day out, working out with him, you know, sweating next to him. Uh, that's. That's and he's young too. Mm-hmm. So really finding the potential in somebody, right? And then working with them and getting them to somewhere where no one else thought they could get. Right. And then when I asked him about it, he was like, "Well, it's not even just about doing that with the potential champions. It's doing that with everyone in the program. If you can you go know? from seventh place to third place, you've helped the team." Exactly. I I just, uh, I just think he's, you know, Osterley has a pretty nice resume too. We did an article on her yep. earlier in the year. And, uh, yeah, she has the potential to be a, a head, head coach, coach somewhere else in, in yeah. the NCAA Division One. I. I think Osterley definitely has another um, a strong case. Greg Colby, he took the top defensive, um, top team in the MAC on defense, and he did it again. He, they were yeah. the top in the MAC again, um, first year as that program. John Ridgway, he's, at, he's actually with Harvard now. I looked out today. Oh really? Um, he's he's the throws coach, and I don't know if you know much about the throwers for the um, track and field team. But they are dominant. Yeah, they're good. They win a lot of things. Um, Cole Waldersack's one of the athletes there. That they're really just able to tear it up, and um, he obviously did a good job with them. And then you got Mose Risen, who's the football wide receivers coach. Um, that I think what comes to mind for me with Mose is that he was also the wide receivers coach when Bonamigo was a wide receiver here. Oh, really? So that's kind of cool. Um, that's he, really cool. He was here for a while. He went other places, and he came back a couple years ago. And Bono came back and was like, all right, here's Moe's. Like, so uh, he was coaching with Herb? Uh, I believe so. He's, he's been yeah. coaching a lot of places. So That's I'd have to look into the to the record books. But, yeah, he's been around for a long time. And um, I think you don't stick around when you are not a good assistant coach. So That's I think true. he has a, um, some some clout there, too. But I think I'd have to go with Ben Bennett, the exact same reasons you were saying. Mm-hmm. When you're able to take somebody, an average player, and make them an, a champion, that's pretty awesome. Pretty damn good. Um, I think that was your story, right? Sermon, yeah. You read, yeah, I yeah. was reading that yesterday. That was a good story. Yeah. Thank you. Um, did, so we don't really know much about Professor of the Year. No the, idea. The people who are eligible, in case you know them, are Judy Chandler from Physical Education, Ken Cherry from Marketing, Mike Garver from Marketing. My pick. <laughs> Tim Ottoman from Recreation and Event Management. And I believe he um, works with the malt shop, too. Uh, yes, he um, Ken Saney. Saney, I apologize, Saney. Ken. Uh, finance and law, and then David Wisner from Health Sciences. So if you know any of them, they're up for a chippy. Go vote for them, um, or don't vote for them. Uh, whatever. <laughs> and then you got Fan of the Year is the last one. Um, I know a select few of these. We got the Sixth Man Band, which everybody knows who the Sixth Man Band is. Yep. At the basketball games and whatnot. Ryan Bones Culpits, which Bones. which everyone says Bones, and I'm like, all right, we got to learn about this Bones guy. Um, CMU Superfans, Nick Gambarski, Shannon Brandon, and Grant McPherson. Then we got Dave, Margie, and the Therapy Dogs, which yep. some of the, the people in the newsroom said that sounds like a great band name. Yeah, it does. Like a hippie it band. And like Dave, Margie, and the Therapy Dogs. Groovy like, stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know who they are, but I'd like to meet them. Um, then we got Tim and, and Joellen Malmquist and Brian Milkey. Um, I, do you feel like you're informed enough to make that pick? I don't know some of them. I know the six-man band. I heard them all year. They, they jammed. They were, is they, it unfair that it. they have more than one? It's like fan of the year, but there's like 40 of them. Uh, yeah, that, and they, you know, like I said, they have all, basically a concert every single home game. So they're that's, loud and proud. But uh, they're pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I know Bones, hell of a basketball manager. He's, okay, men's basketball manager? Yeah, men's manager? basketball manager. Okay. Um, well, where does the nickname Bones come from? Um, you know, He's a slender-built slender guy. Okay. He's a slender-built guy. 
skinny tall, bones. Skinny bones. Okay. But uh, uh, he he can hoop. He can uh, hoop. All right. He can hoop. And any other? Uh, I think Brian about... Brian Milky's familiar. I don't know though. <laughs> now now we're just really now we're grab, grasping there. at straws here. But I got six man band on my uh my ballot. What about you? Okay. I I think they're the ones I'm the most familiar with too. They really. Um, stepped up, I think, the past couple of years and have done a great job. And no doubt. If they weren't there, you would really be able to tell. Um, the awkward. They, they, it would be. It would just be like kind of like an NBA game almost without any of the entertainment stuff. Um, and Kurt Mize, the uh, director of the student director of the guy. band, he really developed the band and really kind of organized it and started practicing more and uh, got mm-hmm. a nice playlist that I think a lot of fans, I can see them jamming it yeah. and enjoying it. You did a nice Q&A with them at the end of the season. Yeah, really I think my favorite six-man band song, if I had to say, yeah. um, I don't know if they did it too much this year, but when they do Poker Face. Yeah, Poker Face I, is good. I'm not a huge fan of the song normally, but when they are just blasting out to it and they, like the trumpets go up to the next octave, it just kind of gives me chills a little yeah. bit. I love it. Um, I can't. I do not know the name of it. I'm not going to hum it for you. Oh, come but on. But it's nice. It's just a good groove. And, uh, Maybe it, next week on Maroon and Bold. Honestly, it'd be awkward without uh, <laughs> without them there. Then we would just have Sir Mohammed in the crowd. Yeah, That's all we would have. Yeah, not like that. Um, so my last thing, unless you had anything else. Um, yeah. If So we had some good categories here. There's lots of different um, avenues to, to recognize athletes. If you had to pick another category, <laughs> if you had to Give make up your break. own. Um, what what would, is one do you think that would uh, uh, be good? I mean, we already have some kind of interesting ones. With Sports reporter of the year. Oh, who would that be? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We we, we could, have to put up to the We have some good candidates. I hope we do. Um, but yeah, it, honestly, like, what are some? What's something that you think would um, be a, a cool category to maybe honor? Um, maybe another athlete. Maybe a play. Um, anything. Mm, honestly, if uh, put your stamp on the world. Um, Best charity move or something like that. The athlete that puts their stamp on the world. Best philanthropy. Or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. And honestly, I think two years ago they did something like that with Deion Butler. He he. I don't know if it was one of these awards or if it was just something else that the Special Olympics gave him for all of his work that he did with them and, and around the um, the community. But that was definitely one of them. I think that'd be kind of a cool one. Yeah, you could, I know women's basketball did a lot with fundraising this year, a couple events. Did the water bottle um, thing. Yeah, they get the water bottles for Flint, the most recent. Yep. Um, even... I did, actually, never mind. It's club sports, but uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that participate. And f- softball has their, uh, um, they're teaming up with a, a class, and they're doing a, a pink game for cancer, mm-hmm. pink uniforms. There's all kinds of things that we, you know, you can do for that. Mm-hmm. What about you? You got any? Uh, if I had to just pick one off the top of my head, maybe I would do something like maybe best individual performance in a single day um, to look at, like, all mm-hmm. right, who just tore it up on one day. It doesn't have to be a, a championship game, like a championship performance or anything like that. But let's say maybe Cooper Rush throws for seven touchdowns in a game. I think that's pretty sweet. Just like somebody who seems super r- Ridiculous statistical day or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like what What looks like the biggest typo and the stat yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that can't be it. right. Somebody couldn't have gone eight for eight in baseball or whatever yeah. it was. I think that'd be kind of cool to recognize like, all right, like you were good all year, but this one certain day you just ripped the record book in half. Presley Hudson drops 13 points in two minutes span. Yeah, or even like, what, she have 32 or 24 in her first game? Yeah, something ridiculous. Something crazy. It's just something kind of like best individual performance in, in like one game. I think that'd be kind of a cool that'd, one That'd add. be really interesting, actually. Definitely. Um, that's about all I can think of. I'm sure there's lots of other ones. I mean, yeah. at a certain point you lose the voter interest when you're in uh, number 38 or whatever. Right. 
But I think there's some cool ones. I'm looking forward to this. So that's this Sunday, the Chippies are. Um, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. If you missed out, the Chippies are like the ESPYs or the Emmys of CMU. So the best sporty performances um, is what they're recognizing here. Um, so I think that's 7 p.m. on this coming Sunday. Anyone's mm-hmm. welcome. It's $5. The, the money goes towards Special Olympics Michigan. And it's a really cool event in Plaquetta Auditorium. Um, I think that's in Warner Hall. So um, definitely would recommend that. We're going to have a reporter there. We'll, we'll tell you who all the winners are. Uh, and all that. So I think that's going to be a really interesting um, an interesting night. And I know there's like skits and there's all kinds of other things. I think um, there's MC, so Joe Houlihan and Schaefer Johnson, Schaefer mm-hmm. Bake, will Joe be Houlihan. will be the guys that are in charge of it. And then I think uh, soccer goalkeeper Maddie Bunnell will mm-hmm. be the producer. So that's okay. kind of cool. There's a lot of student involvement there. Yeah. Um, there's going to be skits and videos and all kinds of stuff. I, I went two years ago and it was, it was a good time. So I definitely yeah. recommend... Uh, People who go out there, if they're not doing anything on a Sunday night, um, support Special Olympics Michigan, um, kind of see what this Chippies event all has to offer. And voting online through Friday at noon. So if you haven't mm-hmm. had a chance to vote yet, um, take our, our our suggestions into consideration. Maybe not. Um, but, yeah, those are done at uh, Friday at noon. So definitely mm-hmm. recommend going and voting there. I wish we knew how many people voted. I think that would be kind of yeah, a cool, that'd be really cool. cool thing to look at. Um, but we'll, we'll have more on this. Um, Lots going on this weekend. We got the spring football game. Big one. Classic America Park is on Wednesdays. Look in the paper for stuff about that. Um, the lacrosse. We got some interesting home games coming up this weekend. Really, the first time that a lot of students and, and community fans are are able to see this lacrosse team. Yeah. So that's another thing I would definitely um, recommend people get out to. Um, yeah, we got a Twitter poll running at, uh, yeah. at cm-life.com. Um, actually, I'm sorry. At, at CM Life Sports. CM Life Sports on Twitter. Yes. And, um, it's for the game of the week. I think right now Clash is winning. I think it has like 60-some percent. Well, Clash, I think the football is winning. Oh, football is winning? Yeah, well, Clash isesn't this weekend, so it doesn't oh, count. that's true. So they are able to, to escape so that football's one. football is winning? Well, let's check from a live look right now. Hey, uh, live let's, look. Let's head into our Twitter poll. And uh, currently, as of Monday at 4.51 p.m., um, yeah, the football spring uh, maroon versus bold scrimmage has 54% of the votes. So it's probably going to be the matchup of the weekend unless people go on in there and vote. Um, you got about, a, I think, till Tuesday afternoon sometime yeah. to vote. Um, so definitely I recommend doing that, especially if you want us to pick apart the baseball at home, softball at home, Jacksonville at home. A lot of home games coming up this weekend. Yep. So there's going to be some good stuff. I don't know how we're going to pick a Maroon versus Bold winner. Hopefully we'll have the rosters. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one to do, but we'll definitely keep you up to date on what's going on with the spring football game and everything else in CMU sports, just like we always do with Maroon and Bold. Um, so, Surma, is that, is that hair growing back in the last half hour? I don't know. Years, I don't know. Years it's growing back it's a up? two on the sides, three on the top. Uh, great clips, uh, Mission Road. Thank you oh. very much. How much did they uh, pay us? Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. <laughs> no. no, you paid them that. <laughs> yes, I did. you might have been able to get a free haircut if you told them you were doing this. But yeah, right. <laughs> it's a podcast, so you can't see his hair. It looks good though. Um, that's about all the time we have today for Maroon and Bull. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you get some time to vote for some chippies and all that. So uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.